us pray. Father, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. Well, you know, folks here, we know about storms. Experts forecast that for 2020, the hurricane season is going to be extremely active. They predict not only 24 named storms, and of those 12 hurricanes, and five of those will be major hurricanes. So that's double what we normally get. Plus, we know about other kinds of storms that flare up in our lives as well. There's the cancer diagnosis, a departure of a vital colleague, a relationship that's suddenly ruptured, a pandemic that blows in and it affects us all, some more than others. Life brings storms and no one is immune. And that's one of the reasons that I am so grateful for the gospel lesson that we have today. It's us, it gives us such a, a vivid and helpful image, one that we can tuck into our heart's memory. Because when one of those life storms all of a sudden blows into our lives, we can then go back and draw up this, this image. And we can remember that Jesus walked on the water. He came to us out of nowhere through a storm just when we needed him most. The waters of the world's they do get rough sometimes, but over and over again, we hear Jesus remind us, do not be afraid, do not lose heart. It is I, ego a me, God, I am with you. Even Jesus' name, Yeshua, it means to deliver or to rescue. And there's real power and comfort in that name. And I know that sometimes when I'm in trouble, just to say his name, Jesus, sort of gives me a calm. But in my experience, really, more often than not, I found that Jesus delivers and rescues me not in the form of some ghostly apparition that, that crosses across the sea of my despair, but normally he shows up in the form of one of you. Many have heard the joke about the guy who's in the flood. <laughs> you know, this man, he's trapped in his house and he's praying to God that he would rescue him, sort of imagining that God would reach down his big arm and pull him out of this, this flood. And so as the waters rose, a neighbor came by and urges him to get in his pickup truck. And he says, oh, no, I have faith that the Lord will rescue me. And so the waters continue to rise. And so one of his friends swings by in a motorboat and he says, get in. And he's like, oh, no, I know that the Lord will rescue me. And then forced to his roof from these rising waters, the police helicopter swings by and, well, you know how the story goes. He eventually drowns, and when he gets to heaven, he asks that big why question. He says, Lord, why didn't you rescue me? To which God says, Oi, I sent you a pickup truck, a motorboat, a helicopter. <laughs> you refused them all. What else could I do? So, and I know that that's kind of funny. But it's profoundly telling, I believe, in how God works. Without a doubt, I do believe that God has given us each other. We, plural, are the answers to our prayers. We often think that we are so self-sufficient 
But there comes a time when we will rely on the mercy and the grace of others to selflessly come up alongside of us, not necessarily seeing themselves as rescuers, but perhaps our most meaningful moments were those transitional periods in life when allies of all types came alongside of us, giving us the courage to finally, maybe like Peter, throw our leg over the side of the boat and take that necessary next step. You know, I've been thinking this week about the role of helpers in my life. Looking back, it becomes evident to me that there were so many pivotal moments in my life where my future really could have gone in a different direction had it not been for just one other person who cared, who was there to give me courage and affirmation, sometimes resources. And as I reflected back on my own life, and so all those images kept flooding in, I'm wondering maybe if that wouldn't be a helpful exercise for all of you this week. Was it serendipity? Or was it truly God's hand at work in our lives through others? And one of those instances which I delighted to recall was my first day of second grade when I was uh, at West Point Elementary School. And I received grace upon grace from a, wisdom's, from a teacher's wisdom. You know, I had arrived in mid-year. So I walk in the classroom, everybody's there, and the teacher introduces me, and then she told me that, Mary McLean, you are going to be Susan's sponsor, and you live next to each other, so you walk her home today. You know, like I have some special needs child. But honestly, um, I don't know. <laughs> After a while, we were dubbed salt and pepper. For the next two and a half years, we were always together. Mary became my best friend. You know, um, we couldn't have been more different. I would have never picked her as my friend. She was reading Shakespeare in second and third grade and called her dog Beowulf, and I was loving to be in the rock fort and dominating at um, Foursquare. And now I wonder how different I might have turned out if it hadn't have been that during those formative years, there was someone who really cared for me. You know, when I cried, she cried. We knew each other's secrets, and we defended each other. And thanks be to God that my first best friend, Mary, she just recently came out of ICU, and she has survived the storm of coronavirus. All of us need allies willing to throw themselves between us and trouble. And I think of my sponsors at West Point, you know, when I was a cadet, Colonel and Mrs. Wheeler were there, and at one point, um, they had to go to bat for me with the Commandant and Cadets because for some reason they needed to move me out of my company, and it would have broken up the Gator Girls. Um, we were fast friends then, and we're fast friends now, and they prevented that from happening. You know, um, This, the sense of coming alongside each other, it happens on all sorts of levels. It happens for nations, like in World War II, we defeated Nazism because we had allies. In our faith development, we recognize the benefits of 
children being given an adult ally at baptism. We call them godparents. These are trusted folks given spiritual responsibilities with sacred permission for real and meaningful life conversations for as long as that child is alive. And several years ago, we had even encouraged families to informally adopt a great godparent. You know, in the McGurks, they had clicked with George Milner, and so they started to intentionally do little things together. Sometimes the McGurks would invite George over for dinner, and every time, George would bring each of them a little gift, even their dog. And so when it came time for Declan McGurk to choose his confirmation sponsor, he chose George, a relationship of support and love and shared wisdom that was already in place because they had those times even on Wednesday suppers. And I'm not sure exactly who helped who, but when it came time for George's last days, the McGurks were there. They were communicating his status to his children who lived in Texas. They were there reading the daily office at his bedside and holding his hands. And on those last days, just surrounding him in love so that as George walked those last final steps through the storm, he entered the land of light with joy, sees his Lord face to face. We all need each other. The body of Christ in whom we live and move and have our being, this is this community's sacred vessel that must be nurtured and protected and befriended. How different our lives would be if we hadn't received all the many graces that we offer one another to be a, a part of Christ's body that's diverse in age and ideas and yet bound together by this loving, living life web, a bond that ushers us further along in faith. And you know, one of the members who heard Christ's call to step out of the boat and to come along towards him, walking on water, is definitely our youth minister over these past four years, Kate McGurk. And Kate was a, a former teacher and a mom, and, and she was willing to just step out of her comfort zone and try to rebuild a community of teens so that they could grow in faith. Because there was this gap between Vanessa Riuti, the, um, the former and beloved youth minister, and Kate was able to do what we had only hoped would happen, was to really bring these teens together. And when we needed a youth minister, more than anything, Kate kept her eyes on Jesus, and across these last several years, We've all experienced ministry moments because she touched so many hearts. Together, she and adult allies and our teams, they formed a safe place for real friendships where differences were celebrated and folded into real life. And with Kate at the helm, our teens over time, they began to know at a deep place that they were loved and they were able to practice living in community they had lock-ins and private midnight masses. They learned about sacraments. They lived sacramentally. They talked through tough subjects like suicide with Dr. Winslet as their guide. They practiced serving food for the homeless during Lent. 
And then they were going out each summer on those mission trips to share and discover their gifts on how they might give them to the world. You know, our, our eight teens that just graduated from high school and they're now headed off to college, some of them are already there, they are grounded in their faith better than most. They know who they are because they had parents and grandparents and friends and teachers and coaches, and they had this special adult ally in Kate who was just a text away and who they knew. She would give it to them straight, but she always had their back. Kate, as you sense this time of transition out of youth ministry, we love you for it. And we want to, this day, honor you and your family because it cost everybody, you know, something to give of yourself. You showed us what an ally looks like for our teens, but for our children, too, when you stepped in to help the uh, your, Liam's elementary school teacher who had cancer. You showed us what it is to be a black ally in this time, demonstrating grit and solidarity when black lives matter, and it's the moment for it. You were always there for me, trying to bring this congregation together. You know, and whether it was in Friendsgiving or going to hockey games or sock hops, baseball games, movies. You know, these are things that I just don't have the wherewithal to do, and yet you're willing to do that and make it happen. And so as I reflect on the gospel images today. I think there's two. Jesus coming through the storm to give courage to his disciples, but also this other strong image of Peter just giving it a try, stepping out of the boat in faith. And you know, the only reason he was willing to step out of the boat was because he knew that someone who was able was standing right there and was willing to help him should he start to sink. And you know what's different between now and then? One thing, the ascension of Jesus has happened, and we are now called to be both. Sometimes, like Peter, we're called to step out in faith, and sometimes to be the body, the hands and feet of Christ on this earth. We are that critical ally for others so that they might take those necessary steps of faith, allowing another to try, to succeed or to fail. Either way, we're standing by, ready to lend them a hand. We cannot live life for another person. Each of us must learn to walk on the stormy waters of life themselves, but we can imitate our Lord. We can be willing to draw near, willing to pray for them before their surgery, willing to listen to their grief, to defend them against bullies, to, to help them on a project, to be willing to drop everything and come when they call and say their beloved just died. We are called to be Christ for one another. And in the storms of life, believe me, such Stormy solidarity, it will mess up your hair. 
you got to have some thick skin in this. But we're out there and we give a care for more than ourselves because that's what we're supposed to do with this one wild and crazy life that we've been given. Do not be afraid. Be an ally. Risk yourself for another. Heck, Jesus keeps telling us, fear not. It is I. I am with you. Amen.